0: Check out We Are Cavan football podcast in association with McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range, in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We Are Cavan podcast. Because Calvin's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show we're going to be looking back over the Cavan Senior Horlers uh, League campaign, finishing with a draw, a win and a loss. Uh, Paul Fitzpatrick catches up with Shane Briarty to look back over that campaign. But before we get into that, um, we've got team news ahead of the Division 3 relegation playoff between Cavan and Wicklow. Um, Paul Fitzpatrick Sports editor of the anglo South, Joins me And A lot of changes here Paul uh, New faces on the team New faces on the panel Well I mean new faces In terms of this year's league
1: Yeah there is I'll just go through it Damien I suppose and, and obviously this comes With a health warning Because we've seen With the Cavan teams That have been named yeah. in, in the three games so far That The team that's named Isn't necessarily the team that starts But the team that's named to start Is Ray Gallagher and Goals Obviously Full back line of Keen Riley Park Faulkner And Killian Clarke Half-back line Luke Fortune, Cormac Timoney and Oshin Cairnan, Thomas Calligan and Conor Brady in the middle of the field. Half-forward line of Martin Reilly, Gerald McKiernan and Chris Conroy. And the full forward line is Kevin McGovern, uh, Patrick Lynch and Conor Madden. And on the bench then you have Gary O'Rourke, who's the sub-goalkeeper, obviously going forward. Paddy Mead, Jared Smith, Simon Cadden, Michael Argue, Killian Brady, Conor Smith, Oshin Pearson, Kevin O'Reilly, Oshin Brady and Cormac O'Reilly.
0: Yeah, so I suppose new faces on to the The team, firstly is Cormac Timoney starting, um, done quite well, we had spoken about him. Thomas Galligan starting possibly for the first time this year in the league. And Chris Conroy for a first start in the league as well, I think I'm right in
1: saying. Yeah, yeah. so I think the th- the starting team, if that's the team that starts, looks pretty strong to me. I'd be quite happy with that side. Uh, and then on the bench, obviously, uh, Keevan O'Reilly is the big name that jumps out there that hasn't... Hasn't played really with Cavan since twenty nineteen, mm. so he was looking to play his for his kick his first ball for Cavan in, in almost two calendar years. So I think uh, probably the qualifiers in twenty nineteen, which were in July, so it's nearly two full years. So he's named, and I hope he is fit, and, and I hope we get to get a look at him as well. Cormac O'Reilly as well coming in there on the match day squad for the first time. Paddy Mead is named, Now he was named before, but then there was a change. I think pre match and he didn't actually. Or was it the 26. other way round? He wasn't
0: named, and then was brought into the match at twenty six. Yeah,
1: sorry, maybe that was it. Yeah, because yeah. I remember at one stage we were saying, would he be a bolter into the team with the, with the few injuries around right. into the field, but uh, he's there as well. So and then
0: Jerry Smith on the 26th for the first time this year. Like we've we've spoken about, it. Jerry's a player that we need to see in a Cavan jersey for Cavan to be at their best.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, especially when you've lost Kieran Brady. You're gonna need Jerry Smith even more so. There's no getting away from that. Like he's needed in that half back line. He's a definite starter. I was mm. Star nominee last year, and had a, had a hell of a championship. But he, I'd say, he was in Kavanagh's top five performers last year, in my opinion. So, what do you mean? You'd say, in your
0: opinion, <laughs>
1: definitely in your opinion, you thought he was number one. <laughs> yeah, he's always my number one. Uh, yeah. So I'm glad to see Jerry. Yeah. and Hopefully he's fit to come on. Um, the the the
0: absentees from that I'm just trying to to, um think through who's gone
1: off that. Well, Niall Murray has gone off it. Um, I I did hear. A rumor it. of injury. Yeah, I heard he picked up an injury in a challenge match against Longford. Don't know the severity of it. Um, Stephen Murray as well is not there as so well. Not sure what the status is there. I'm Just trying to think off the top of my head as we go along, of other players. Um, yeah, Jason McLaughlin. Yeah, like he played a bit against Fermanagh. We saw seen him at different times in the three games, but. Uh, he's he's gone as well so look Kevin are getting stretched with injuries now and I suppose by the law of averages you're going to get injuries after a, a, a pretty good run last year without them so um it's an opportunity I suppose for for the squad players Killian Brady not starting the game um I don't know maybe he's nursing something as well because like he he went off at half time the last day uh, I thought he was doing it pretty mm. well so I think maybe he's nursing an injury too and it's all about managing the load there as well so uh, it'd be interesting to see who we get it's a tricky game um as all these one-off games are, and he can happen, and Cavan have found out that they're cost over the years many times in one-off games when Cavan have been big favourites. Thinking back to Waterford in two thousand six, fifteen years ago last month, I think it was so, or fifteen years ago there in April, Cavan have have tended to struggle a little bit in one-off games when they're when they're uh, comfortable favourites. So, but I I would like to think that this Cavan team won't.
0: Yeah, l- looking at it there. Again, I'm trying to get into the the mind of Mickey Graham. That right, obviously, if if it is a severe injury, if it's something that's going to limit them from being able to participate, then they're, they're not on the match day 26. But um, does it indicate that he's he's starting to think? Well, I need to get Jerry Smith back in. I need to be looking at quevin O'Reilly, Cormac O'Reilly, Oisin Pearson. They, they they need to get game time if they're going to be contenders for this championship, along with Cormac Timoney and and, and Thomas Gallagher, I suppose.
1: That's it. That's it, exactly. And Kevin like O'Reilly, um, he needs to get get a game under his belt if he's going to be a mm. bolter. There's, there's nearly always one bolter for the championship team, uh, but the difference is you, you have a mechanic Cup and seven league games and then you have your, your circuit of challenge matches and pitch openings and things like that coming up the championship. That's all been limited this year, obviously. So does that make it more likely or less likely there's a bolter? Probably more likely because yeah. we don't know what's going on, and there's probably more weight being put on in-house games now because there's less public games, if you want to call them that. So it's hard to know. But looking at the the team that's named there in front of us, like you'd have to say Ray Gallagher, Park Faulkner, Killian Clark are nailed on to start in the championship. So is Luke Fortune and Nushan Kiernan. So is Thomas Gallagher if he's fit. Martin Riley and Gerald McKiernan are nailed on as well, and I'd say Conor Madden pretty close to it, but. Depending again who's fit because he wasn't starting last year in the mm. championship, but he was coming on doing well. But he wasn't at a hundred percent fitness either. So that that still leaves seven or eight places that are up for grabs there. So you know, looking at all those fellas named on the bench and the other fellas that are named to start, like Chris Connery, is going to be close to as well. In fairness to him, um, that leaves a lot of places up for grabs. So. From that point of view, you'd be hoping players would be putting their best foot forward this weekend.
0: Speaking of putting best foot forward, there's a lot of rumours going about a new addition to the panel. Again, we haven't had it confirmed in any way, but um, a man coming back from down under. Yeah,
1: well, the the talk is that it's Connor Mine is back on the panel. Um, I pretty much have it confirmed. Uh, I haven't spoken to anyone in the management yet, but talking to people um, who are in the know, Connor is back on the panel, and I believe he did a fitness test at the weekend and did very well, so... I mean that's a boost, especially i say Mickey Graham's delighted to have him back. Especially if there's a couple of injuries around that half back line area, like the, the likes of Jerry Smith and fellas like that. Kieran Brady, obviously, mm. it's it's a great boost to have Conor Minor back in the fold. Um, there was a rumor going around as well that Darren McVitie was also back. But I think people were putting two and two together there. I don't think that's going to happen at this stage. And Matts was never a strong point. <laughs> well, I, it wasn't my strong point either. Really. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think I think Conor Minor's is going to be an addition there, and it'd be interesting to see can he come from nowhere and again hasn't played in two years for Cavan? That's a bolter for you. That's a bolter. Like We talked about Kevin O'Reilly. like He had a, played well for his club last year and got a run to the Intermediate Championship final and played some great games. Connor Moynihan has played no football. I'm mm-hmm. not sure that he kicked any football when he was overseas but it wouldn't be anywhere near the standard anyway if he did. Uh, so that's yeah. th- it'll be good to see can he get up to match speed and will he be uh, a player who's likely to, to feature against their own and if I had to put money on it I would say at this point, if he's fit, he'll be on the field at some stage against Toronto, and I wouldn't be surprised. Cheapers. that's a big call. Well, I think even I think, after a year and a half out of football, I think he might do. Yeah, honestly, because with the injury situation and so on, and um, I think he'll come back. And knowing the personality of him, he doesn't lack confidence. Oh well, yeah, yeah. And he'll not be intimidated by coming back into the setup. So I think he he could. The question is, does he fit into that? defence now because the cavern defence is a different piece than it was mm, complete
0: man to man stuff like
1: yeah and that isn't his, his forte um, but he does bring a lot of strength to it like his mm-hmm. passing his physical power and his cutting out of the ball his coordination reading the game yeah and he's a great kicker at the ball like so maybe that suit now with the attacking mark as well Like he hasn't played with the attacking mark I don't That's think right. Yeah, so right amazing to think that and we, yeah. we were talking at the time how the attacking mark suits teams who have, who have good kickers and he is that so Okay, Look, really looking forward to tomorrow. One yeah. one player I'd say to watch out for for Cavan fans is the is the Wicklow goalkeeper Mark Jackson. Talking to a couple of people in Wicklow as well, they were saying like he's a sweet kicker of a dead ball. He scored three points from, when Cavan played them in 2018. I think he formerly won the kick fodder. Uh, if I'm taking right in saying that, so uh, watch out for him. Cavan wouldn't want to be fouled anywhere within 55, 60 meters. He can, he's that's in his range.
0: And on the reverse, Cavan need to make sure that we've got our free sorted. That's something that Mickey Graham would be looking to, to you'd imagine improve on that would make an instant improvement in the team
1: Yeah like that was a problem back at the start of Mickey Graham's tenure and then it was sort of fixed and I don't think it's going to take major fixing it's just probably an organisational thing and mm-hmm. like maybe Ray Gallagher's coming up for freezing he's kicking the ball really well at the minute Um, but Ray's coming up for freezing maybe he wants to leave some of them to Paddy Lynch young player wants to Develop get his it. range yeah so yeah. you can understand that. so another player actually and this was pointed out to me Nicky Devereaux the cornerback uh for Wicklow. Now he's originally a dub and I there's a Dave Devereaux playing at number seven. Same club. I'd say they're probably brothers more than likely, but I, I'm not sure now I should know that. But Nicky Dever was one of the fastest players in the game. And oh. yeah, he was in around Dublin panels for, for a few years and he transferred to Wicklow. So he's a player um, listed to our number two that'll be worth watching out for as well.
0: Yeah. We we mentioned over on the Diehards Hards podcast um about Martin Riley becoming the most capped player through McKenna Cup League and Championship with 153 appearances if he starts against Wicklow. So, um, just to 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 kind of mention again a wonderful achievement, but we we're going through a bit more detail on the diehards.
1: Yeah, looking forward to that to sit down and really go through it, and and pick out some of the highlights and, and lowlights and everything else of Martin Riley's career because what a career it's been. Like looking back, he played when Wicklow beat Cavan in 2009, right. and yeah. uh, you know Wicklow were way ahead of Cavan back then and. You know, we're hoping Cavan are way ahead of Wicklow now mm. uh, and this could be this could be a blooper reel for next week if it doesn't go our way but we hope so so look it's all to play for I, I think we should keep the faith for another while yeah
0: yeah definitely should. <laughs> definitely should so now we'll turn our attention to Horland and uh, Paul caught up with Cavan hurler Shane Brierty, a little bit earlier on in the week Brady's Arvill Limited Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family owned and family run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details.
2: Okay, so delighted to be joined on the line now by Calvin Horler, Shane Briarty, who's going to talk us through some of the National League games, which has now come to a close for Calvin, Shane. um, And I suppose... With a bit of luck, Cavan could have won all three games. Ended up with a win, a draw and a loss. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on to the podcast. But
3: look looking back at the three games, um, how did you feel the went? Yeah, no worries, Paul. No worries at all, Paul. Thanks for having me. Um it was great to finish up with a win anyway. Um it's only so many times you can say you're unlucky and we deserve this and we deserve that. But we really finish up at the league uh, with a victory heading into four-week break for championship was badly needed. Um we were supposed, you could say, we were lucky to get a draw against Romana, late comeback, and then unlucky enough against Larry to lose by a point. So, all three games have been very tight, which is good to have.
2: Yeah, look, uh, looking at it from the outside, and I, I've seen it, I, I generally don't cover the orders, but I, I covered the Fermanagh game and I've been following it closely. It seems to me that, Kevin, it's probably... a a matter having improved so much over the years, it's probably a matter of now learning to how to win these close games and getting that bit of confidence. So the win against Leech should do the world of good in that from that point of view
3: Yeah, absolutely. As Tomas and Ollie were saying, like so many so, so many times you can be unlucky or you have to just go out and win it yourselves. Um without any excuses, without just looking at refs or every different every day you just need to go out and do your business and forget about disbelief things. They're always trying to get rid of this belief. That we don't believe we can do it. Just some of my new lads on the panel, like there should be no real lack of belief at all.
2: Yeah, and this is your second year on the panel. So how how have you found it? I, I suppose living in Dublin, um, the commitment must be tough coming up and down the road for one thing.
3: Yeah, well, last year was my first time in with the hurling panel at all, so it was a fair baptism of fire. Uh, I'd only played with Pierce O'G's um, up to that. So has got me involved with Pierce O'G's. He's he always talked about setting up a club around Calvin or even in Hayes but he set one up based around the town, I suppose. And uh, I always said I'd join him if he ever did set one up. So went from there, kind of, and got asked to come in last year and give him a hand. So I, sw- I thought it's just another body around the place. gonna be no harm. So it actually turned out being a lot better than I thought. And, uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Um, we're going three, four times a week at the minute. So coming up now from Dublin, it is tough. Especially with lockdown, you can't really carpool and that. So, yeah, it's a big commitment, but i really enjoying it. And, like, having played club football for so
2: long, um, you're used to doing lots of training, like, and, and kind of having to mind yourself and all that. How do you find it playing Intercounty Horde McCab compared to playing club football, like, in terms of your time it takes and the, and the sort of the atmosphere in the group and all the rest of
3: it? Yeah, well, during lockdown, we had a serious uh, volume of work to get through. From I suppose the running program was from Andre, I suppose. Uh just that solid uh Bronco kind of type running. We're all doing we had twenty-seven sessions to do since February, really. So yeah. that was two, three days a week. And then we had different skill challenges and stuff on the wall ball. So another two or three days a week, depending on what gym you want to do yourself. So you'd be going during lockdown, we were going, well, I was going every five, six days a week. Yeah, and then since since coming back as a group, it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and the game usually on Saturday or Sunday. So, flat out. Yeah, and it's it, it's great to see so many homegrown players
2: on the Calvin Horton team. Like obviously, most of the team now are fellas that have come up um, through the ranks with Calvin, or fellas like you that's kind of laid to it and have have, have taken to it. And um, so, like, it's a real. It's not. With respect to Cavan, like at one time the Cavan Horn team was known as a bit of a League of Nations. You might have fellas who are working in the area or whatever. But this is a real Cavan team, with with ninety percent of the panel are fellas who are probably playing club football even in Cavan.
3: Yeah, I, that's what I think. There was a big push made last year to get to get lads who had played a lot of club football, maybe and were kind of athletically fairly good, and get a bit of training into them, see what to could do. So I suppose a lot of Mother Horn lads. Pierce Oaks kind of gave more lads opportunity around town who probably did always want to play, but just never really. I suppose you couldn't go join Cotill or Mullerhorn if you're playing with Bally Hayes or the Gales or yeah. Ballinaya, say like myself for Sean Keaton or Liam Cook or boys like that. So yeah, it's great to have it.
2: Yeah, and for people who don't know, so the Pierce Oaks thing you mentioned there, it's it's a, a new club that was set up around town and. I came very close to winning the senior championship now really putting it up to, to the Mullerhorns and Good Hills out there so how important is that to have that extra strong team there to, to challenge because for a few years there with Woodford dropping off it seemed to be Good Hill and Mullerhorn sort of had it between them
3: Yeah it's great especially like I said say was like Sean uh, around town who are affiliated with a GA club but couldn't go so he couldn't go and play for Mullerhorn because it's a separate club yeah. so Pierce Oaks holidays club it's Technically amalgamation. So if you're registered with Annie G at Club and Carbon, you could play. So for example, you've lads from a lot of lads from Red Hills, Lara, Bally Hayes, and then you have Nissan coming up from and Nissan and Axel coming up from Bally obviously without work for Gales now. So it really, really is a big mix.
2: Yeah. And and yeah, it, you've, you've east Calvin Gales, I should give them a mention as well. Like they've done a lot under age as well. So like hurling and Calvin at the minute. It's probably as strong as it has been in the last couple of decades.
3: Would you agree with that? I'd say it has been. I know it's clubs. With the clubs, the clubs um, all senior clubs going pretty well. And East Calvin, like for example, East Calvin Gales had uh, played a Cycloxer League game last night. We were training there up in the 3G. So, and they have a serious push on an underage. Good numbers from by all accounts. So it's great to see. And
2: looking, looking at
3: the three games you're after playing in the National League, so... I think I'm right in saying you come in
2: for your first start there against Leitrim from that last again. So obviously uh, great for you personally to to make the starting team. What was that game like to play in? I know that the heat was serious.
3: Yeah, it was an absolute scorcher. We were missing we had a few injuries and a few different kind of chains ups in the squad, but um it was we conceded see one one fairly early on uh from the from the full forward line. So it was a fairly baptism fire in the full back line, but we settled down <laughs> nicely. Uh, Killian Shayna was sitting, coming back, sitting in front of us, kind of sweeping and uh, got on the side of the ball and went in half-time, a couple of points up probably deserved, probably should have been a bit more in front and then second half we kind of fell asleep in the the third quarter really until the water break I think have went in a point or two up uh, and then we kind of reset again and got Killian Kind of spraying ball again. We got a great goal from Sean Keaton and pushed on really at the end. A few great long-range scores from different lads, Anto Short and Mark Moffat, and uh, probably one pulling up really at the end. Yeah.
2: And well, what was different about that one? Like, um, I know I saw the man a game and Calvin kind of faded out of it. And as you said, had to launch a big comeback to get the draw out of it. Then against Loud got caught, caught and lost it by a point at the end. What was different this time about that? Calvin actually pushed on um, and closed this one out.
3: Um, probably the confidence you get from training the last couple of weeks so we had a week break in between the loud game and the Leiton games so we had two weeks basically in training and there's a lot of heavy in-house stuff uh, say backs and forwards from midfield in just delivering solid ball and then full in-house games so I suppose lads kind of confidence as well really improving in those in-house games and getting getting serious competition in training it only brings that on, and there was a few different personnel in and out, so maybe that had a bit to do too.
2: Yeah, and look, looking at the uh, at the Lory Mara Cup, like <laughs> I suppose, Kevin not going to be shouting from the rooftops, but your aim is going to be to win win out the Lory Mara Cup. And looking at the teams that are in it, there's you could throw a blanket over them. There's absolutely nothing between the the five teams in the Lory Mara.
3: Yeah, well, at the yeah at the minute, every bit of focus is supposed towards Fermanagh, and even during the league, it was just Friday, even. Uh, and then Sunday for the game. So, really haven't really looked for, towards Laurie Mariette. We wanted to get a few wins under the belts and thankfully got that against Leitrim. But yeah, looking in, it's great. I suppose one thing I found last year was just great going into a game. No one is 50 50. Like we played loud in Fermanagh last year. We drew it for Man in the league. Actually, sorry, bet for the league, drew it to win the championship, lost it loud by a couple of points, They went on to win it. And um, this year, and even in last season, we played Man in the challenge game and I think probably bet them in the end. So it's really, really competitive. And You know, going into any game, it's, it's pretty much a 50-50 game. If you bring your A game, you're more than likely going to get a win. Yeah. And uh, So the way the thing is
2: working out, there's one group with three in it and the other group has Cavan and Fermanagh. So if you win that game, you're only one game from Crow Park. So, I mean, that must be a hell of a goal for any inter player to notice.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Two, two games from Croker. Park especially seeing Loud and Fermanagh and Crow Park last year does really when the boys come in first, Ollie, and the boys come in first last year the kind of goal was maybe Crow Park all along so it's a long way away yet but it's great to have that there as an incentive and yeah so as you're saying the, we're against Fermanagh and if you win that you're in the semi-final and if you lose you have a backdoor against um, the third place finisher in this other group which is made up of Longford Monaghan and Loud so Two teams coming down into it from last year and the winners from last year, so nothing's going to be easy on that side.
2: Yeah, and um, before we let you go, I'd better ask you about Bally Hayes and the intermediate as well. So it'd be nice to do a Laurie Maher and an intermediate. I know you have one intermediate medal, but you're looking for another one. It'd be nice to do a Laurie Maher and intermediate championship double. I don't know, I don't think it's it definitely hasn't been done before
3: by a Cavan man. No, <laughs> I say it could be a very novel one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, focus at the hurling at the minute anyway, and we'll see you after that. I know the lads are training very, very hard at home, and the to see them get back out and training together on the field so I'm sure every every club is huge numbers like ourselves we've a lot of young lads come through the last couple of years and we seem to hold on to numbers pretty well compared to other clubs so huge numbers of training from what I hear and yeah like everyone else I suppose fancy your chances
2: F- fancy your chances well you heard to here for Bally hills for the intermediate and Kevin for the going mark <laughs> Shane Briard, said it uh, Shane thanks thanks a million for joining us on the podcast much appreciated no
3: problem at all anytime I-
0: Again, and I, I probably sound a bit like a broken record But they're making progress They, I think you hit the nail on the head in that interview There, there comes a point when you're doing everything right But you're just not winning the games mm. And I think having are at that point in the hurling
1: Yeah, and hopefully they've got over it now Because they got the win against Leitrim Like, if you look at last year, who close to where In the Laurie Maher And, like, Shane mentioned it there They, they beat Monaghan in a challenge last year uh, And Monaghan were in a higher division They're down in it now I hadn't realised they were in it So they're traditionally... Um, usually a little bit ahead of Cavan so they'll be a team to watch out for but Cavan have been right there in the group they could easily have three wins you could say they could easily have three losses possibly as well so that goes to show how close it is and he was saying that you know when you go out against these teams in this division or in the Laurie Maher you kind of know if you bring your A game you win because every game's 50-50 and it's true You know, I I saw them against Fermanagh like there were six points there and came back and got a draw but they were every bit as good as Fermanagh but like I wouldn't say by this is better or anything. They're just neck and neck and these teams are neck yeah. and neck. So with a bit of luck coming up to the Lorry Maher, if Calvin could beat for Anna, they're one game from Crow Park. And I mean that's I mentioned that to Shane as you heard, and that's what he was saying. Like that's sort of been drummed into them. You know, we're going to Crow Park, that's our goal. And it, that's a great goal for anyone playing intercountry mm. football or hurling. Yeah. It's do you know what what I
0: loved about the final result against Leitrim and you touch on it there was was that I think there's, there has been a time and there, there definitely is a need for lads from outside the county coming in but that their McCarney could step up. The Decaven homegrown players have stepped up and they've brought up the standard as well maybe with the help of the lads around them but you can definitely see those players getting better, getting getting more confident, getting more athletic. All of the, the strengths that they're going to need to be good in their county haulers, they've, they've got them now. They've just got to get that belief and... and I have to say, I love listening to Oli Bellew. He's the type of, every time I talk to him, type of manager that I, that I think I'd have gone to hell and back for him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you might have had that if you were playing Horn of a <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, all joking aside. I think, yeah, you have to hand it to them. And like, Shane touched on there. You were saying there was a bit of a push to get club footballers in. Fellas mm. who are who, who are used to preparing very well, who are athletic. And, uh, you know, get them in. Fellas who have who have a certain level of horn ability and try and bring their horn ability up which might be easier done than than maybe trying to bring lads uh, general athleticism up which might be a longer term project at the level of horn are playing that so it was an interesting insight very honest um i like you, you just have to commend Cavan Horland because for years like Horland horner was a bit of a laugh and people were sneering at it and there was jokes about um it was bus, The bus getting lost on the way to a game in loud. And there was a famous piece in the Sunday Tribune way back in the nineties where a couple of journalists came up and um they nearly ended up getting a game. Like it was you know, and you had a lot of fellas. You would have army men and bank officials and guards and stuff who were living in Cavan and some of them settled in Cavan, but it was a bit of a sort of United Nations type affair and some diehards in Cavan. Like Bailey was always a good club uh, back then, Mullerhorn, but Cavan Gales had a club but the Gales club would have had a lot of blow-ins in it too but now you're seeing the Pierce Oak team young lads coming up mm-hmm. are learning their hoarding and Cavan okay a lot of fellas from outside the county involved in the game but that's what you want they're passing on their knowledge I think it's fantastic it's brilliant and I really hope to get to Crow Park it'll be a great occasion to go up and cover that and to give these lads the reward that they deserve Um you no, know, nobody can take it away from you. You're going out to play a match in Crow Park, you've got to be pretty good. And so and, you know, that that's that's the beauty of it.
0: Yeah, without a doubt. So we'll keep our, our eyes peeled on, on, on those games as they're coming up for Mana is the first game in the Lorry Maher in a couple of weeks' time. So um looking forward to that. Don't forget over on the Die Hard service, we've brought you the preview to the Cavan Wicklow game. And there's also looking ahead to the Cavan Ladies footballers and the the Cavan Camogues Which the tobacco Continues And I still can't Get over that We're on a Friday Afternoon now And nothing has been Resolved there Paul On the fact that The Camogues are playing At 3 o'clock In Sligo And the footballers Where there's dual players 7 dual players Are playing at
1: 1 o'clock In Kingspawn Breast Yeah the, t- the game in Sligo Was put back A couple hours Is it? Well,
0: actually, I, I asked that of Veeding of on the on the podcast and as as of yesterday evening,
1: no, it hadn't oh, been. Right. Yeah, because originally, I had heard it had been, but originally, I was told by Michelle Smith, the camogie chairperson, that they were told Markovic Park wasn't available any later than three. So, it's just an absolute mess and it's unfair on the players. It's unfair not just on the dual players, it's unfair on their teammates who play one code uh, and it's unfair on the management and everyone else and it's just a real pity. Like, the ladies game could have been played last night on the lights and Breffney, you'd imagine. Um, Or Sunday Yeah like at the end of the day Like okay they're competing sports But they're competing sports Under the same umbrella It's all Gaelic games We're drawn from the same pool Of club players And the same actual pool of players so mm. I think it's very unfair and look it's it's a story that's been going on for years and years and it looks set to run and run it's just unfair to Cavan I've been come out on the wrong side of it this time as well yeah without a
0: doubt thanks very much folks for listening to the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast and hopefully it wins all round for, for the Cavan Camogues the ho- the ladies footballers and the men's footballers and we'll be celebrating all weekend then after Sunday will be a day for celebration Paul
2: yeah
1: Monday will be a day for them for getting over the celebrations <laughs>